Hello and welcome to another episode of Disbreaks Radio. I'm Charlie. And I'm Gus. And as usual, we're having a casual conversation scaling the sonic monuments in the lives of our favourite sports people. In a world where sports meets music, Disbreaks Radio. Casual conversation, casual conversation, casual conversation, casual conversation. Sports. So first up this week, we have to apologise. We made some glaring errors last week in the show, and having reviewed the episode, we felt it was only right that we should uh, correct ourselves, um, hold up our hands, because we live in a a world of fake news, and Mm -hmm. we don't like fake news, do we, Gus? No. No, it's uh, it's it's becoming increasingly acceptable. But uh, as journalists who hold themselves to a higher standard, uh, we here at Disbreaks cannot live with uh, false reporting. No, we can't. And with that in mind, we said a few things last week that we would like to retract, mm. because as as Gus said, it, it's important that we do things correctly. Yeah. And the first thing we would like to apologise for is for slagging off Cannondale's pink kit because when the show finished, we both realised that pink is actually a core component of the Disbreaks identity and it made no sense for us to take issue with the Cannondale pink whilst also having a hot pink in our logo. So we're sorry about yeah, that. We, um, we, we, we are many things, but hypocrites... Uh, is not one of them. Yeah, which is tricky on because I, I I still don't like the kit. Um, so does that mean that I don't? Does that mean that I don't like the disc brakes identity either? Well, <laughs> it's quite possible. It's quite possible. I don't even know who I am anymore. Um, I think that well. So in since our decision to uh, recant our criticism of the well, not recant, but just highlight our criticism uh, of the of the um, EF Education Pink as being potentially hypocritical, I've kind of actually formed a new opinion and I think that it's perhaps, you know, we are actually probably the only people who can comment on uh, on their despicable use of, of hot pink because we ourselves use pink and as everybody is pretty clear, it's fucking sick, you know. Like our use of it is is spot on the money. So I feel like we actually we're, we're, we 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 have grounds, you know, because we ourselves uh, our identity is pink. We have grounds to comment. That's that's yeah. I was gonna say that's an that's an interesting hot take. Mm. Um, a hot take about hot pink <laughs> <laughs> on a hot pod. Uh, I'm seeing uh, I'm 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 seeing it from yeah. your side. I think that's I think that's one way of. Uh, of thinking about it I would be comfortable with you walking back your apology right now actually am I now apologising <laughs> for apologising or am I apologising about the pink no you're apologising I think now you, you're apologising for apologising about the pink okay I'm, I'm sorry I'm so yeah, sorry that's fair enough um, that's 
That's not the only thing, though, that we, uh, that we need to apologize, apologize for this week. And, uh, and this one falls very squarely on my shoulders. Um, I, I have to, last week, um, you know, to the audience out there, I don't know if you, guys under, if you guys really truly understand what it's like, you know, being in the world of pod, in the world of the pod. You know, it's a very high-pressure environment. Sometimes you say things that you don't mean sometimes you you know sometimes in the spur of the moment like uh you know this 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 part of your brain that wants something to be true kind of comes forward and last week that happened to me i uh i i very regrettably uh said that uh peter sagan had impeccable taste in music uh or or probably had impeccable taste in music which you know as we all know uh looking at, at at the man uh, and and his kind of history, uh, that's not true. We know that's not true. Uh, and I, I I reflected a lot on it. I did some extensive research, and I would like to rescind those statements. I would like to walk those back and apologise to anyone who took those words as gospel. As as I know a lot of our listeners do, they really do take what we say as 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 the word of the Lord. I think I think that's that's appreciated. I I appreciate that apology actually because I think. You'll remember, Gus, at the time, I tried to stop you, and I, I did disagree with you, and you don't have to dig too far into the history of Peter Sagan to realise that he's a man of very poor taste, and this was highlighted again this week, actually, when he unveiled his new tattoo, mm, yeah, the big reveal. which you might have seen on the Disc Breaks Instagram, you might have seen it online. Um, and we're going to talk about that later because it's really had us asking some some pretty fundamental questions yeah. about what we believe to be true. Um, it does. It has a, it has us questioning our core values here in the uh, in the disc breaks dojo. It really does. So the idea that Peter Sagan could be a man of any taste is frankly ridiculous, <laughs> and it's absurd. It is. So your I think your apology um, will be well received. Uh, on that basis it's a big weight off my shoulders to be able to uh to get those words out actually um so i appreciate you appreciate the opportunity yeah well look, i've actually got a peter sagan related apology mm. as well um, it's that it's that kind of week yeah i i incorrectly stated that at peter sagan's wedding his wife tricycled across a high line um and there's a photo of it on the internet which is false mm-hmm. peter sagan himself tricycled across the high line at his wedding a photo of it does exist yes i apologize for for getting that wrong um i think the listeners will be uh, i think the listeners will be will be receptive to that apology hopefully hopefully yeah for your sake we are but we are we are but men we, are. we make mistakes and i think actually the final apology is probably the biggest mm. yeah so uh so so last week we had a a, a listener write in and she asked us at the end of her letter to, to explain to her what the meaning of Chow Tutti was. Uh, and, and we, you know, we told her what the meaning was. We, we, we said that we had just made the word up, made the phrase up, uh, and that it kind of didn't mean anything. And, uh, and that we had just sort of come up with a term and, and just put it out there. It was like a bit of a trademark of ours, you know. We were then very promptly uh, put in our place. Uh, a few days later when uh, a, a, a fan wrote in into the DMs and 
politely informed us, politely but sternly informed us that ciao tutti is in fact an Italian phrase, meaning goodbye everybody. Uh, and one of the most common Italian phrases actually, as a matter of fact. So, um, so we would like to apologize, you know, uh, no, we did not invent the phrase ciao tutti. It's, <laughs> it's been around for a lot longer than, than we have. It has its origins in Latin actually, uh, which is, you know, it was a huge surprise to me. I've never heard this shit before. It's very in keeping with the (laughs) sort of (laughs) like DIY bullshit nature of the show that we end, we, I I use the collective, we, you know, we'll take collective responsibility for this, but like basically (laughs) Gus claimed to have invented one of the most common phrases (laughs) in the Italian language. Um, unbelievable really uh but nothing surprises me when it comes out of gus's mouth but um yeah i mean honest yeah, mistake man. We, honest mistake like who i mean who i mean if you weren't italian how would you know you know ciao the fuck is that no one's heard that before ne- next week gus is going to be claiming goodbye <laughs> as another phrase that he invented. <laughs> well i think that does it for our apologies i think uh yeah so well to all our italian fans um we are sorry um it was a a piece of negligence on our part Mm. which we've corrected we have we've we've both got we've both got we've both got uh dictionaries on our desks now multiple languages so we can every word we say we're checking on it discbreaksradio at gmail.com is the uh is the email to write in discbreaks.com is the website at discbreaks is the instagram you got a problem you can email in. Mm-hmm. You got a problem? We'll fix it. So, Gus, what what else has been going on this week? One one kind of odd thing has happened to me actually this week, though, um, which is you know out of the ordinary. I uh, on uh, I think it was Wednesday morning actually. I received a uh, an, a, a friend request on uh, on Facebook from. James C. McConnell or McConville uh, and he he uh, I don't know if you guys know but he is uh, like the the deputy chief of staff for the US Army uh, currently stationed in Afghanistan um, and he uh, then promptly began a, a, a quite an open actually quite an open dialogue with me um, you know discussing asking plenty of personal questions what I like to do you know the sports I like that sort of stuff and uh, so anyway we kind of had a, a wonderful back and forth um, although like slightly perplexing given his uh, his command and the kind of uh, you know the power that he has and probably the, the importance of his job uh, it was slightly alarming that he was spending so much time with me um, and <laughs> whereas, whereas because you have you don't really have a job. No, I, I have absolutely no job. <laughs> this, this for you. This for, this for you. This was time well spent. Yeah, this is actually tro- 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 trolling away on Facebook. First time I've had something to do in months. It's been beautiful. Um, and so I was really, I was really relishing his. Uh, I was really relishing the personal connection that we were having, and uh, and hey, I was even able to give him some advice um, uh, on 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 his future career post army. Long story what, short. What, 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 what advice did you give him? I told him he should go into the world of consulting, to political consulting. 
uh, and you know, I, I an, an area that you know lots about. Yeah, I have. You know, I watch the TV. I, li- I listen to the talkies. I read the black and white. You know, I'm on the fingers on the pulse. You know, Morse on the code. I'm across it. And anyway, so he he felt like I was uh, uh, I had been a very close friend to him and and all of the rest. Uh, then all of a sudden he goes silent. You know, I said, I, I, I'm, I'm willing to take on a mentorship in your life, sir. Um, I, will, I will help, you know, guide you into retirement, something I have probably more experienced than most at, actually, considering I've retired three times in my life. Um, from various... <laughs> so... Not even, not, 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 not even 30 years old. No, yet. not even 30. I've retired from cycling twice and film once. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, Anyway, so, you know, I do have experience in the matter. And he stopped replying. You know, fast forward. Let's fast forward right up to now, you know. So this is, uh, you know, several days later, sort of wondering what's happened to him. I'm kind of yearning for a bit of personal contact again. So I open up Messenger. And I, I, I'm informed by Facebook that the, uh, that the person I was talking to was not, in fact, the... Deputy Chief of Staff of the U.S. Army, but was uh, a con artist. Uh, after my, after my uh, social security number, my bank account, and my credit card, which I might add, I had already offered him, and he did not take. <laughs> you know, I put it out there. I said, "If you want, do have, we'll give." And he, as a true friend, <laughs> didn't. So I'm a little bit pissed, actually, uh, and I think there maybe is something a bit deeper going on there, but. That's kind of been my week, basically. Like you know, just to sum up, like how busy my life is. It's a shame. It's a shame that he turned out to be a con man because I feel like you had made a, a friend. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, st- I'm, I'm, I still don't believe it. I don't fully believe that he was a con man. You know, I think it's just maybe a bigger conspiracy, CIA. You know, just putting it out there. A uh, powerful man in a powerful position. You know, openly talking state secrets with a well-known podcaster. Mm. That's a big no-no. What else has been going on this week? We've had some bike racing. We have. The season is well and truly in... underway. Well, well, <laughs> steady on, steady on. The, okay. We all know that the bike racing season doesn't start until Omelette Tech News, Blad, but there, there, there has been some, some racing going on in your backyard. There has been, yeah. The, this week was the Tour Down Under, um, which is the first World Tour event. Uh, of the year and uh, Daryl Impey of Mitchelton Scott uh, the, the South African uh, won the overall which was uh, a very impressive ride because uh, Richie Port has kind of you know had his uh, had his his hands firmly wrapped around that trophy uh, for the last few years and uh, and he wasn't able to he wasn't able to take enough time this year to uh, to to win the uh, win the overall, so big win for for Daza. Yeah, and there are a few sprinters showing some early season form. Andre Greipel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he picked uh, up a couple of wins or a stage win. Who actually one stage win? Who actually has done a rap video? Andre yeah, Greipel has this? done have a rap video. Co- have you seen it, dude? This is the first time hearing of this. Whole okay, cool. Oh well, let's let's, let, let's, pl- let's play it. <laughs> Let's play a clip of it. The best. The singing gorilla. 
Ready for the tour, the gorilla is coming. Mr. Number One not sprinting, drumming. All the other riders will lose the chance. I promise you tonight, this is your last chance. The tour is not a joke, it's a big, big race. And the gorilla's team will show you how to make the pace. Sagan, Buhani, Cavendish and the others. Don't forget before the tour to ask your mother to pack your handkerchief. So yeah, that is the uh, gorilla. Uh, he's just kind of like he's barely rapping he's just like yelling every fourth word I wonder whether we could we could get to Grypool I mean he's clearly a, you know he's he's gettable he's musically minded yeah dude yeah. that's just opened my eyes I think, up. He, I, I, I think I think he'd really like the show yeah might. so yeah Grypool he's got, he's got a mean sprint and he's got some mean oh bars as god, well oh my god dude spitting fire yo Grypool showing some early season form um, our man Sagan showed a bit of uh, he did I think the main the, the main news uh, from these early season warm up bunch rides is that the the women's prize money has been raised from fifteen grand to hundred grand to match the men's, which I think is is great news. That's great news. We like that a lot. Um, otherwise, not really much to write home about. I'd say all the Australians just get fit because it's their home race, and they need to keep the sponsors happy. And then the rest of us just wait. For the real season to start. Peter Sagan, who we've spoken a lot about on this pod today, but mm. for good reason. Been, Peter been Sagan unveiled he unveiled a new tattoo, didn't he, at, at the tour down under which has got a few people talking. Mm. He did. He I mean we saw it we saw it. I th- I think I sent it to you first. Yeah, you did. I think your response was something like, What the fuck? That can't be real. No, it can't be. It, like, I, yeah, it looks. It, I'm lost, I'm at a loss of words because like, there's no way. It's unbelievable. Do you want to describe the tattoo for the for the listeners, Gus? I will. I will describe the tattoo. So it's a a, a tattoo of uh, Peter Sagan. Uh, with the scars of uh, Heath Ledger's The Joker from Dark Knight, holding. Uh, some rosary beads, rosemary beads, rosary beads. Sorry, rosemary beads. <laughs> some <laughs> rosary, rosary beads, beads in his uh, right hand, which is uh, begloved in a leather glove, and he's wearing um, some sort of a vaguely religious outfit, I guess, clothing. I don't know. It's and he's kind of got this smile. He's got a big grin on his face, and it says, "Why so serious?" Uh, in that, what is now an immortalized phrase from that from that uh the dark knight film so yeah that's it it's incredible right it's ridiculous um and yeah i don't know i don't know like words can't like the first thing that comes to my mind is that like does he realize that the joker like like the reason the joker has these scars is from like like this abuse that he suffered and that like the joker is like a maniacal serial killer like he's a really bad dude you know, like he doesn't represent anything good. Like the whole "why so serious?" Like take life more lightly hearted. Like that's that line was a line that the Joker's dad was saying to him when he put razor blades in his mouth and like gave him this fucking brutal like face scars. So I don't like. What's the thinking? Like, there's no thinking. It just demonstrates there's no thinking. Like, why would you get that tattooed on you? It's heavy. It's got us thinking, hasn't it? I mean, it, it, it's it's the latest in a fairly long line of mm. these types of slightly mindless um, 
discretion by Peter Sagan. Yeah. You know, he he won't he won't think that the tattoo is discretion, but in the same way that he didn't think that wearing a T-shirt that said. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't even read this t-shirt <laughs> I genuinely can't even read it without laughing I mean, you know, just like, is there a way that people can look it up without us having to like fucking say what it says on it I gotta try and read okay. it so, so Peter, Peter Sagan I don't know how old he was like a young neo pro he went out and like, he was pictured in a t-shirt and it says <laughs> my cock plus your pussy equals good times <laughs> oh my god and he was just willingly photographed just, in that and it's just like, what? Like, I know, what? I know. Like, and he what speaks English, so it's not like there's a disconnect there necessarily. Um, I know, I know. So heavy. And then, and the ask. There was the whole. There was the whole. Yeah, the whole incident with the ass grabbing uh, of the podium girl. And it's a funny one because, like, there's no, there's no malice. I don't detect any malice in any of Peter Sagan's actions. He actually no. seems like a, a really like decent guy. Yeah. But like. I'm increasingly convinced that there's literally nothing going on between the ears. Like, Dude, I don't know. And like, I, yeah, I like, so I had kind of tuned out of cycling during that period where he was wearing that t-shirt and, and, and when he wore that t-shirt and he did the, you know, the, the podium girl thing and a few of those other, uh, and the other things I kind of wasn't paying a huge amount of attention. But then I remember tuning into when he won his first world championships and he made that, he made that comment, I think it was about Crimea and like, like like or the Ukraine maybe and like I oh, sorry yeah that is crummy um and like like asking for peace and like it was kind of I I I I I thought it was like a very you know it was a great use of of his position to make a you know make yeah. a political comment stand out and make a call for kind of of for for peace and for a greater cause than just him and like we hadn't had that in cycling for a long time and I kind of was like oh wait like this dude's like really turned a corner you know like he's like he's like trying to make you know he's trying to do something good and then and then he and then you sort of highlighted all of the other dumb things that he has done prior to that and then since that and you're like oh yeah i don't know i don't know it really really burst my bubble it just really burst my bubble on on my thinking of like of him yeah <laughs> i like this idea that you, you you sort of came back to watching cycling and had this idea of peter sagan as this kind of political force of nature with impeccable music taste i know dude i was <laughs> just fully like... living in a dream world I've actually just remembered another another thing that he did, which is um, when he does like the Wolf of Wall Street. Have you seen it in like an interview? No, when he like starts no, like this in he an doesn't, interview. does he? <laughs> yeah, and, and and the journalist is like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "You know this Wolf of Wall Street," and like, dude, he's just mad. He, he is, is mad. a mad, he's a mad dude. I, I, I mean, I, would... but I, like, I kind of like really love him for it. Like, I do too. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he really doesn't fight. He's just like sick at riding his bike. Yeah, like he just so, he wins races in like just amazing ways. He just, and he's kind of like this lovable kind of muppet, really. Totally, but the uh, tattoo, the tattoos. Do you reckon he's gone? Yeah, to, I think I think a line may well have been crossed with the tattoo. It's a hectic tattoo. Uh, I think there, there was word of it that it was like he lost a bet, which 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 makes it worse. I wonder whether he he chose it and artworked it himself, or whether. The person who he lost the bet to is like a really sick fucker. Dude, I, I asked Cycling Tips who the tattoo artist was um, for me. And they said they would because, you know, I'm kind of thinking of getting myself tattooed on myself. <laughs> but like a, a melding of me with like, you know, someone really inappropriate. Like, uh, I don't know, just pick anyone. And a woman like kind of contacted me on, on Instagram and said that uh, she, found, she found this post. Like she sent me a post and was like, I think this is the, 
this is the guy that did the tattoo and it was actually like the, the post she sent me was like it was it was peter sagan tattooing this dude who was then going to reciprocally tattoo him she's like sagan's a tattoo artist yeah. as well obviously he's just like got the gun out giving this dude a tattoo and she said i think it's him um so yeah maybe i don't know maybe it was like he just did such a shit job on 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 sagan did such a shit job on him that the dude was like fuck you i'm gonna get you back good like yeah i've got a great idea for a tattoo peter <laughs> you'll never guess yeah He's like, he's like, no, don't worry, don't worry about showing me the art. I trust you. I trust your vision. I just like, go for it. My body is your canvas. Well, yeah. If you, if you're listening, if if the person who did Peter Sagan's tattoo is listening, mm. get get at us. Yeah. What's your hourly rate? We want to know the story of this tattoo. We want to know who designed it, why. Yeah. We want to know everything about it. Give it to us. In our in, in our quest to uh, to paint the picture of Peter Sagan uh, that we want to paint. A sun interrogation close and revealing the secrets, uncovering the mystery, divulging information, Mr. Sona. It's been brought to our attention that some, some people uh, don't necessarily know that we're referring to interviews on the site when we talk yeah. about this segment so yeah. apologies if that's not clear but yeah, you basically you missed like a big section of the podcast. like wait when, when was this interview like did i miss part of the podcast or like yeah exactly exactly so so discbreaks.com is the site on that site there's a whole whole host of interviews that we've done um and each week we we pick one of those interviews to to talk around but if you haven't read it um it probably will make less sense. Yeah, uh, so, so so maybe push pause and go and have a read. And yes, you do have to read these. Yeah. It requires some So, so yeah, disbreaks.com, the interviews are up there. And this week we are going to be talking through some stuff related to Emily May's interview. Mm. Gus, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about Emily May? Yeah, so Emily May is a photographer, uh, well, among other things. Um, but she, she sort of wound up uh, five or six years ago uh, embedding herself with, with um, Fabian Cancellara and, uh, and the Trek uh, Segafredo team or what came to be that Trek Segafredo team and she kind of fallen around and took a series of, of, of what I uh, of what I consider some of the best cycling photography ever um, I've, we've been lucky on this website I've got to interview Andy Bokhanev and, and her and they're two of my favourite cycling photographers um i think there's a lot of emotion and and and, and uh, a lot of story in their images you know and and so yeah she's kind of done remarkable work within cycling and then gone on to you know shoot guys like usain bolt and and uh and, and a bunch of the nba um basketballers and, and and tennis players and yeah everyone she's just yeah like i found out massively um she's she's awesome and uh and yeah so she's also happens to be uh a big music fan as well um which was sweet because it, it meant that uh, it meant that she had a really good and kind of comprehensive and interesting take on, on a lot of the music that she listens to and, and kind of can tie it all back to either certain events or or, or kind of certain emotions and, and that and that which is great you know because you kind of get a, a good picture of a person and yeah I think that's right I, I really uh, that was one of the main things I actually took from the interview was this deep uh, sort of engagement with with her music and what it you know how it kind of uh, peppered out through her work and her life and it was actually quite funny reading it because it was 
clear to me that you and her, Gus, had quite a lot of sort of mutual interests and tastes in terms of music. I think the Strokes in particular, but like the interviews, what like there are times when you're reading out, it just sounds like two geeks, like really geeking out in a good way about um, bands and music. And I thought that was cool. Uh, I enjoyed it. There was one thing that Emily said that sort of resonated with me uh, and it was this idea of a, a go-to album I think you asked her uh, you know whether she well, you know she obviously travels a lot with work and mm -hmm. it's a question that we ask a lot of people who we speak to who are, who are often traveling around whether they kind of consume the consume the music of the place they're in or whether they sort of take it with them and yeah. I think most people tend to just like have their stuff and you know they take it with them and so Emily Emily talks about this idea of, of, of the go-to album and she says there can be a lot of comfort in a go-to album and I kind of like that because I certainly have stuff on my Spotify mm -hmm. or you know in my um, in my music collection that are kind of go-to's and it's not necessarily you know a few albums uh, and I always go back to those same ones. Yeah. It, it, it might be like for for a few months, I'll be like into a certain record, and I'll keep going back to it. Keep, and it's usually a sort of, you know, a, a good test of whether you genuinely like something. Obviously, is is how yeah. often you find yourself going back to it. So, I was just interested to know, Gus, whether you know whether you've got any go to albums, and whether those are uh, sort of classic albums that you always go back to, or whether you're you know listening to some stuff from the last few months that you find yourself keep going back to yeah this is an interesting question that's an interesting one because like you're exactly right when you travel like i find that i find when you travel like you're obviously you're traveling for work like to race when you're traveling for work like or, or to race it, it's like it's so full-on for a period of time and then so like say you're traveling to a race you kind of focused on it or whatever like you there's like a bit of apprehension and and i don't know your mind's like got something to think about and and you get to the race you race for a week in this foreign place and then like towards the end you know you start getting a bit tired and the race is winding down and then the race ends and you go home and there's like this moment like when you're you're hopping on the plane and you sit down or like you're on the way to the airport and like the team's kind of dissipated and you're all flying at different times or getting different ways home and and it's this moment of like loneliness you know like it's like a come down off of 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 this whole experience and and you've been in the bubble you know during that time and so often when you're in that bubble you neglect you know the news and you neglect like all your cycles are kind of thrown off you know so like you might neglect the music that you normally listen to and you don't listen to a lot of music or you might find yourself listening to different music or something but there's always that point when you realize that oh shit like it's all over you know the race is over and 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 like you're coming down you're like I'm going home and it's just like but you're by yourself and it's like this period and you're kind of very reflective and, and so yeah I always find there's like the comfort album that album that you go back to um, and and for me I often like I, I when you said that I thought about it and, and I've had several over the years one probably like the biggest comfort band that I go back to is Brian Jonestown Massacre uh, I don't know why. There's a couple of tracks uh, like off the album Methadrone and then um, one they did later, uh, The Majesties something or other. I can't think of the name right now. Um, but I go back to those all the time. And uh, and 
yeah i don't know i find like it's weird like because I, I was actually listening to this morning i i was trying to think and i was listening to it on my way uh when i was when i was driving and it's dude it takes me back to a lot of those moments like it's actually now has this very melancholic place that music in my heart like you know because it kind of takes me to a place of, of of being like oh shit that kind of oh shit i'm alone like I don't know. I don't know. It's sort of weird. Um, but yeah, but, I, but there was this comfort in that. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. Should we, uh, should we play, uh, play a track? Yeah, let's play a track. Um, we'll play... Yeah, okay. This is a good one. We'll put this on. Here you go. If I thought I knew the reason Why I'd gone and fallen in love One thing I believe in And I know quite well What I've got to do First you say it's okay Then you say there's no way I'm making love to you You're the one thing I believe Yeah, it's a funny one for me because as I said, I don't, I can't think off the top of my head of necessarily a, an artist that I sort of keep going back to. Mm. But I definitely, I'm one of those people who I'll I'll find a record that I like, download it to my Spotify, and and like keep going back to it. And what's that one uh, right now? Like, is there something that you're going back to a lot right now? Uh, well, there's a band called Moon Duo, which I've talked about yeah. on this. On, on the pod before and I find that I don't know there's something about their music that I find is, it's a really nice combination of sort of stimulating but also you know quite easy to listen to in the sense that y- you can be in a range of moods and still it's, enjoy it uh, yeah gotcha and so yeah I found myself going back to them quite a lot um, but yeah Moonjo let, let's we could play a clip from them as well yeah, give it to us uh, Yeah, the comfort album. Actually, yeah, actually, you know what? If you've got if, if you've got if you've got a comfort album and you'd like to share it with us, disbreaksradio at gmail.com is the email. Yes. Uh, at disbreaks on the uh, on the Instagram. Yeah, share uh, share your suggestions with us. Get it to us. Uh, there was another thing actually, Gus, that you you, you flagged in uh, in Emily's interview, and I was I was kind of intrigued by this mm. because maybe I'm just an emotionless like non-sentimental yeah. shitbag but uh, this idea of a song that you play that plays and and you know that a relationship is over and yeah. I, I this is something that I have not well, encountered like it's something I'd never thought of necessarily as like a, a, as something like as a thing I don't know um, but Emily made the remark that she was at a concert and Iron and what. Iron, the band Iron and Wine were playing the song The Trapeze Swinger 
and she and her partner at the time, I guess were like at the show together, but for whatever reason knew that like the relationship was over. And they kind of had this big moment during that song where it was like, yeah, it's fucking over. Please remember me. I believe by the rosebush laughing with bruises on my chin. The time when. That's pretty crazy. Like, I mean, I guess it had, like, it's, it's, it's a unique circumstance. I can't imagine that being something that many people would have in common because, you know, like, just a confluence of all different things, you know, about that song and about their relationship made that a poignant moment. Um, and I was trying to think if I've ever had anything like that. And I do remember one moment, um, there was a girl that I was seeing and it was, it, it was kind of, it was over. It was pretty much over. And I was kind of out like trying to get out of it um and we were like dude we're like sitting on like at my house just sitting on the couch and the song brian jonestown massacre actually like super coincidentally uh open heart surgery came on um which like let's play it because i dude it's a tearjerker that came on and she had actually introduced me to that track um like like however long before and like it played out and i was sort of like yep sweet like time to go you know she was sort of leaving there there, thereafter and she was like she just knew like we just both knew i don't know how you know but you know but she was kind of like i hope this isn't the last time we see each other (laughs) like that's kind of she said it to me and i was like oh she definitely knows and in my mind i was like this is the last time we're seeing each other and i kind of like a like a dick wank like a fuck weird i was like nah nah like it won't be <laughs> like I fully said that and she just like she just looked at me with such a fuck you like such disdain in her eyes like it was such I feel, I feel bad about it now thinking about it but she kind of looked at me like yeah it is man like I know it is like, it's like fuck you it's like it sounds to me like a scene out of a teen rom-com dude it's it can't like that's how I'm kind of picturing it it probably was far less dramatic than than the way I'm yeah. imagining it um the but only, yeah the I, only the only the only story that I've got, which is, which could be a bit relevant here, and it's one that was told in a previous episode of the pod, and it was when I played <laughs> the uh, the Thai Lakthang Funk <laughs> to uh, drive a wedge between me and the girl that I was seeing. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's exactly it. Like you've like. You were just coming at it from a different I angle. You were like making sure you're like, yeah, watch this. <laughs> this is going to end this right now. Like you were like using music as like a tool as opposed. To <laughs> I don't. I don't think we actually played a track at the time. No, so let, let's, let's play some. Yeah, I never listened. Should we play? To let's, should we, should, let's play the, the track that ended it all.
stuff, man. That's, I love that show. Oh, that's, one for, that's one for the books. Charlie the so, yeah. Heartless Bastard. Oh, man. Um, it's not true, I promise. But <laughs> well, that feels like a good uh, good place to, to end that particular yeah. segment of the show. Emily May... Uh, Discbreaks.com is the site. Go check out the interview. It's a really great interview. Loads of great music in our playlist. Yeah, check out the playlist. Uh, I'd actually, I, you know what? I'd love to get, I'd love to get Emily on on the show and talk to her. She sounds yeah, we should super super should. interesting. She, I, I hope we we often she... actually exchange music now since we since we did the interview. She'll she'll send me send me a track to listen to and vice versa, and we'll engage in kind of discussions about it. Which is so she'd be good. Yeah, she'd be great on the show. Emily, if you're listening. Let us know when you're over this way and we can get you on the pod. In the name of music, disgrace Order. 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 Disc breaks in defense of. So this week on Disc Breaks in Defense of, we're going to be defending or talking about the Black Eyed Peas, mm. Don't Funk With My Heart. Yeah. And I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly intrigued by this this selection Gus if I'm honest with you because I'm not quite sure where it fits in the in the world I, I'm, I'm interested to get your yeah your opinion on why 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 we picked this one well I I discovered uh, that we'd basically almost exclusively been picking tracks from the years 1999 and 2000 and so I was like I need to I need to, you know, broaden my horizon. And I wanted to kind of come closer to, to current era. So when we were a bit older, you know, to sort of see like yeah. our, our, our musical taste. Anyway, I, I was just kind of looking through hits. I think I typed in like music from 2005 and like this one came up somewhere in there. And I was like, bang, that song, like don't funk with my heart, spelt with a PH. Oh my God. Like that shit's got to be hurting. But I also remember at the time, I, kind of being into it you know I was kind of a bit of a fan of the Black Eyed's um, yeah well me, me too I mean again uh, people who followed the Disbreaks radio show from the from the get go will know that uh, the Black Eyed Peas are actually responsible for the worst song ever made and that is uh, Tonight's Gonna Be A Good Night mm. and we spoke about that in a previous episode we have. The, the Black Eyed Peas are, are quite an interesting band actually and mm. the story starts in in 1998 where will i am and apple d app apple d app yeah. who's a current member of of the black ips as i understand it uh were a part of a hip-hop group called the at band clan and the at band clan were actually signed to reckless not Re- reckless Ruthless Records, Ruthless. which was Easy E's record label. Okay. So, Easy E of um, NWA fame had a record label called Ruthless Records, and Will I Am and Apple D App uh, had a re- had an album signed to uh, to Ruthless, and it actually never came out because Easy E passed away, and yeah, really, the record didn't come out. And then the story, you know, continues that they became the black eyed peas and didn't they find fergie like they found fergie she was like was a fan and she like went to all their shows and then finally they're like fuck it do you want to just join the band or like she, they got her to sing on a track or something and then she like joined the band is that the story i think so I didn't, yeah i didn't uh, actually that does ring that does ring i'm a bell. pretty that sure that's how it happened like she was just like like 
following them around when they weren't that, when they were like quite small before they like blew up and then she joined she joined the band from there and then they blew up which is pretty sick yeah but yeah i mean i think let's um let, we we can play a track from from the album um the the at band clan album uh, yeah. which was called Grassroots. Uh, and it was, it was, I say, it was supposed to be released in, in 1992, uh, but it didn't come out. But two years later, a single came out called Puddles of H2O, but the album still didn't get released. Uh, and then the albums later leaked. Oh, yeah. The tracks from the album leaked. So it, I, I'm kind of interested by this story. Yeah, and um, let's Let's have a listen to, to Puddles of H2O, which features Will I Am of the Black Eyed Peas. That, that, that's a, it's a pretty funky jam. It's an interesting story because you know there was a moment in time basically where the Black Eyed Peas. Well, actually, you know what? I think the Black Eyed Peas for a period of time were called the Black Eyed Pods. Were they? Which, oh, that's a yeah. sick name. Yeah. The Black Eyed Pods. Is that because they had a sweet pod? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were. Will I Am is the uh, founder of podcasting. Exactly. Yeah, she invented podcasting <laughs> but yeah so i have this i have this this trouble relationship with the black eyed peas because you know they were and you know they're an alternative hip group hip-hop group back in the 90s and you know they've kind of morphed into this uh pop super group and mm. they are responsible for the single most annoying bit of music ever made yeah and yeah i i sort of find the two things difficult to square against each other i don't know what you feel about it no i feel exactly the same i mean i feel like 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 everything everything about uh about this band i don't like until i play a song you know what i mean like it's like one of those bands where for some reason i just like i i want to hate them but then as soon as you play one of their tracks it's just like ah do i hate them probably but like do i hate them as much as i think i do i don't know and then I'm singing their song for five days in my head. Um, yeah, and you know what? The don't fu- don't don't funk with my heart is. I think it's one of their better songs actually. Yeah, should we play uh, it? Yeah, let's play it. You know you got me, got me What you pistol shot me, shot me And I'm here helplessly In love and nothing can't stop me You can't stop me once I start it Can't return me once no, you no, got no, it no, So that is Don't Funk With My Heart by the Black Eyed Peas And <laughs> <laughs> That is Gus doing an impersonation of Fergie Fergalicious Who by the way I th- Fergie was definitely a, a Sort of boyhood crush I think that was yeah, a period of time sure when Fergie came on the scene and you know if you're a young man of a certain age you had a massive crush on, on Fergie and mm. the Black Eyed Peas yeah fully uh, uh, but yeah as I said, I'm not really sure where to come down on this one as I say because I'm kind of I don't hate Don't Funk With My Heart uh, I I do hate some of their music I don't hate this track but yeah. it's just kind of a bit 
meh, you know, like I, I would happily never listen to it again. With lyrics like, if you smoke, I'll smoke too. That's how much I'm in love with you. Um, you know, <laughs> deep. that's it's deep. It is deep. Um, yeah, I think like, like it's 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 one that when we chose it for the segment, I thought it was the worst song imaginable. You know, like like just the title, like don't funk with my heart. The way they spell funk, it's just oh my god, it makes me just like want to be sick. But then, like when you put it on and like that beat comes on, it's fucking will i am sorcerer black magic shit just sucks you in uh and well, yeah and we have we have we have spoken about um will i am's sorcery previously he does have this way of yeah making and- making incredibly catchy pop music that you want to hate but actually your subconscious loves it responds to yeah because it's like when like when i first put it on there's that little like hindi film kind of sample a couple of of of, of hindi films they sample at the start and you're like oh man this is so cheesy and then it starts and you're like so prepared to hate it like and i don't know if that's where its power lies is because you you're so prepared to think that it's really shit and it's only just like slightly shit and so because it's only slightly shit and you're prepared to think it was like the worst thing you've ever heard it kind of has this weird like it triggers like an endearment or I don't know it triggers some sort of a like thing in you that you're like oh it's not that bad you know because you were just preparing for it to be the worst um, so yeah I don't I don't know exactly where I'd stand on it I'm somewhere between like play it on the ergo and, and, and put it on at a party mm, no nah, I'm not putting it on at a party am I that's not true um you know what? You know, in the, in the right in the right situation, I think you might get a yeah, single on crew. You're right. Might, horses might for, for courses, there is always the appropriate time. Um, yeah, look, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe I would play at a party. Yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah, would, wouldn't I? What do you reckon? What are your thoughts on it? It's. I have no strong feelings about this song. Really, uh, it's either or. It, yeah, I just. It's just not. It's not in my. It's not in my sphere. Well, I'm making uh, it your sphere. That's the whole point of this. <laughs> Give me an answer. God damn it. <laughs> funked with your sphere, man. Funked with your sphere. Yeah, you funked with the music I'm listening to this week for sure. Uh, I whatever. Like, is there is there is there a, is there a put it on the scrap heap and forget about it option? Because that's kind of where I'm at. I'm, yeah. I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered. I don't even dislike it that much I, I could listen to it if it came on in the radio in the in, in the car fine sure whatever it's, it elicits no response from you you're just like hmm yeah you should see my face motionless you should see my face right now it's, I can hear it I can hear your face right now it's just nothing. nothing yeah yeah and that's what I think about the black eyed peas yeah well that's that's not yeah that's not a bad way of putting it I wonder who yeah I wonder who does I wonder who does listen to this now like who's popping this song on do you reckon anyone? You know, I think, uh, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, uh, I think that the Black Eyed Peas have had way too much airtime on this podcast already. Yeah. I might actually have to... Uh, you're pissed that I can't... You, you're pissed that I picked this song, aren't you? I can sense that. I can sense that there's a deeper, you know, you're <laughs> mad at me for choosing this song. And that's why... <laughs> I'm not mad. Charlie, I'm don't be mad. childish. <laughs> I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm not, not mad. mad. If you, if you, that's just but, making you sound more mad. I mean, it's obvious by you, if you pretending to not be mad. It's making it more obvious that you're mad about it. It's all right. You can admit I'm it. Not mad. You're mad. I'm not mad, but if you ever... Don't lie to make friends. 
pick a Black Eyed Peas track again. There'll be trouble. Righto, righto. It's gonna there be you go. Charlie, finally, so, we're listening some emotional response. The heartless man who once forced a woman away with Thai funk <laughs> has been brought to his knees by the Black Eyed Peas. Sweet. That's it. That's, uh, I think we've... I think we've uh, we couldn't defend it. It wasn't. It wasn't able to be. Uh, it wasn't able to be defended. That one's Sorry, Will I am. Sorry, don't funk with my heart. You've got some jail time to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gus, that is the end of the show. It is. I think. Unless, it's the end of the show. unless we've got anyone who's written in. We do. Who, like we do have a letter. We have a letter from Daryl. Uh, he listened to the pod last week. Heard the call out. And he has quite yeah. he has quite a peace of mind about political correctness, which uh, which yeah I'm going to go ahead and read it now. G'day fellas, happy new year and all the rest. Sorry I haven't written in. Been down the beach with the grandkids over the holidays. Bloody handful that lot. And it's like their parents think as soon as the oldies are around they can give up being parents and go get on the bloody terps. It's my holiday too, you know. Not to worry. Wasn't as short as a coal mine's been sucked back by yours truly, let me tell you. Speaking of political correctness, I was reading the paper yesterday, catching up on the test cricket, and I noticed there were no Winfield signs hanging at the Wacker. As a Winnie Red smoker for the better part of 30 years, I really look forward to seeing the big signs at the match, and I was a little taken aback by their absence. I asked Cassandra, my wife, what happened, and she said some government regulations bullshit means you can't advertise ciggies at the sports no more. What a bloody disgrace. Where's the loyalty in that? First they say I can't have a durry down the pub, and now they say my favourite smokes can't sponsor the bloody cricket. It's mad. I've been smoking darts longer than your parents have been alive, and I'm as fit as a fiddle. Anyway, we're back home to some peace and quiet now, and I've been out the shed with the radio on listening to you two dickheads spout BS all day. Back when I was a kid, the radio was a respected voice with a purpose. Now all it is is some young blokes with rocks between their ears talking about the colour of some bloody bloke's outfit. And ciao tutti. Everybody and their dog knows that means goodbye, everybody in Italian. You fellas never had a spritz in the piazza before? Anyway, the show's starting to deteriorate, fellas, but I'll put that down to the New Year's wobbles. Looking forward to the next episode. Cheers, Daryl. So yeah, Daryl. Well, thanks, 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 Daryl. Uh, as ever, we really appreciate the correspondence. Mm, always a pleasure. Uh, yeah, please continue to write in, share your your views, and that goes for everyone. You know, we are we're an open community of broadcasters, thinkers, uh, mind melding influencers. We, yeah, content creators, yeah. and we we want we want to hear your opinion. Disbreaksradio at gmail dot com, at disbreaks on Instagram, and the. The hub of it all, the mainframe, discbreaks.com, mm. where you can read all the interviews, check out all the pods, uh, and lots of other things. Yeah, we've, so, we've, we've actually, on that, we've got some, uh, we're, we're, we're exploring avenues for some new content, for some new new, new stuff to put out there for you guys, uh, including, uh, yeah, including some new, some new voices. So stay tuned for that. We're going to be involving some some guests hopefully at some point as well and we've got some big big names Ooh, so. some big hitters some heavy hitters the biggest some of the most controversial people in history in fact yeah uh, so you'll, you'll have to stay tuned for yeah, that you'll just have to hang on tender hooks and with that we will give our traditional italian sign off mm, make no mistake it is italian
Ciao Tutti from me, Charlie. Ciao Tutti from me, Gus. In a world where sports meets music, Disc Breaks Radio. Casual conversation, casual conversation, casual conversation, casual conversation. Sports.